but so, okay, so right. You, so you were so I convinced them to go to. I said, don't fuck. You know, you're bitching and pissing about the doctors. Yeah. I said, Gene, you're fucking smarter than me. I said, go and go, come pre med with me, and he did. And I went to med school, he went to med school. But while we were studying physics, we got stuck on a problem. And uh, it was a problem that had to do with optics. And, I, and I, uh, I said to Gene, get your dad, get your dad, get him up here. And Gene goes, yeah, I guess so, right? So, <laughs> so he called over his dad, who was an optometrist. Al, right? Was that Al, Al Ferrer, yeah. <sighs> this guy blew us away. No he, go, he goes... Mm. He goes, ah, what are you guys, stuck on an optics problem? <laughs> he goes, let me see what you're doing there. And he grabbed my textbook and turned it around. He goes, well, yeah, he goes, this is all straightforward stuff. He goes, blah, 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 blah. He untangled wow. the, the, wow. the tangled ball of bullshit that we were stuck on for hours. Wow. And then he, as he was walking away, he just, he just looked at me and shook his head and laughed. And I Loser. thought... This guy's fucking brilliant. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, 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 now, for real. Now, Gene himself, and we're talking about uh, people out in podcast land, we're talking about our friend mm. uh, from childhood. Uh, John knows him longer than I do. <laughs> but remember, he did graduate college, and he had a job as an accountant. Correct. Yeah. And he worked yeah. in the, I remember him telling the story, in the basement of a hospital. I think it was. I know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but well, no, right, he right. He worked in the right. basement of a hospital. Yeah. Right. In a cubicle, yeah. he said, with no windows, and he said he couldn't take it. What did he last a year, John? No, he was there for a bunch of years, what and then his, you know, he, yeah, and it, because he became very close friends with one of his, oh, his, wow. uh, his associates, a guy named Sal, Sal and yeah. then I got to know Sal and Sal's sister-in-law and all that crap, and yeah. But well, that, the point of the story is that you know, here's a guy who graduated college, got his yeah. degree. Did he pass the CPA? Did he take the CPA? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he passed if he had this. To I, for this job, gets a career, goes. You know what? I'm not happy. Smart enough. Yeah. To go back to school, and here you are saying that you said, "Come on, you, you mm -hmm. can do this." Mm -hmm. And he went to med school, got yeah. accepted, and, yeah. and had a whole different. Kind yeah, of career yeah. For he the became. Next he became. He became a pathologist. pathologist and for yeah. The next twenty something years. Well, yeah, it was even longer than that, and he wow. he's only retired now about. Off the top of my head, I want to say two years. Yeah, and he's he made the move from Jersey. He had his career in Massachusetts, and then he's down in uh, on gonna, the west west coast of Florida. This, wait, we're going to call this a, the Gene. We're gonna, listen, I don't know if we should say his last name, but no, I don't. Yeah, we're, let's talk about this episode. That bastard might sue us. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, he's definitely got his communion money. That's for sure. He might be looking for more. But That's what uh, my father used to tell him, Gene, you got your communion money. The great, the great <laughs> Mr. Gallucci. All right, let's do a countdown, then we'll continue this conversation, John. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back, friends. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, The Jersey Alchemist. I'm your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci. That was so freaking impressive, and I am Philip D'Angelo. Let's do it. Another episode. John, we're closing in on episode uh, 90? Or we're getting close. Well, we're getting close to 90. I mean, come yeah. on. We're just warming up now. We're just this warming is, up. This is something else. Yep. We're having so much fun. And the, the platform sensors oh, and the shadow banning is just stop. making us more resolute. Oh, yeah. Right. I've seen, I've seen brilliant podcasters shut their channels down because they were demonetized. Mm. 
we're not monetized, and guess what? I'll do this for years, unmonetized, just to stick it up their asses. Years, John? I will. All right. I'm yeah. not sure if my contract goes into the years. That's okay. I think you signed me on a month-to-month. -month. It's okay. Bones okay. and I will just get Well, Bones, Bones could do this for decades. Decades, yeah, that's for sure. doesn't affect him. So uh, talking <laughs> about our friend Gene from childhood. Right. I mean, how great was that, John, that he picked up a new career, like you said, moved out of Jersey. Yeah. Um, and where did he meet his wife? You know, this is I introduced them. No way. Yeah, Cedar Grove Pool. So wait, wait a minute. She's a Cedar Grove girl. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. So yeah. you well, he owes you a lot, John. I mean, <laughs> you, got, you got him to go to med school. When he watches this episode, it's oh, going to yeah, be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, so he owes you a lot. Me, he owes nothing. So you got him a new career. You got him his wife. Well, listen. Anybody that oh. I can, anybody that I convinced to go to med school, yeah. to pull them out of an existing career, yeah. not a single one of them seemed to remember that it was me that said, really? "What are you doing? Yeah. You're smarter than me. I'm going to med school. Come on, jump in. The water's fine." Wow. Every single one of them. Now, I I don't think I discussed this with Gene, but there've been a handful of people, and they all go. Oh, you didn't. You didn't get me. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? But John, don't you have to have a, like a passion for med school, like some sort of? You do. Don't you want to help people. I mean, there's a you, different element to yes, it. Yes, you do. But sometimes it takes that epiphany. That you know, it takes somebody else to go to the wall, to the light switch, and go, "Hey, guess what?" Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, the light, the yeah. light, yeah. and it's what I'm an accountant. What? I'm a school teacher. What? I'm working in a pig lab, killing pigs and making pigs septic and, and doing pathologic studies on the effects of sepsis on their organs. Because that was another friend of mine who I said, hey, what are you doing? I said, you're the guy that's running this stupid pig lab. I said, you're working for somebody else. I said, you're brilliant. I said, knock this bullshit off. I said, go to med school. And he did. Mm. He did. Wow. That's, uh, yeah. that's amazing. So with all this happening, I mean, you know, it's amazing where inspiration comes from. I mean, you can have spiritual inspiration. You can yep. be inspired by something you see or hear on a, a broadcast. Yep. But, you know, here it is, a friend, and you're just yeah. giving somebody some advice. Well, they must have had a lot of respect for you to say, hey, well, maybe John's, uh, you know, maybe well, he's on to something. I, I always had that ability to see the, the, the bigger, the better, the higher the higher aspects of those people around me. Now, that doesn't mean that that anybody, you know, there are people I would never have, the thought would never have occurred to me to try to coerce them to go to med school because, yeah, good friends, relatives, but they're just not that, not that person. So Gene became a pathologist. He did. Okay. What's a pathologist do? What's their... A pathologist, a study... Uh, micro, bio, uh, micro, micro anatomy. So micro gross anatomy, right? The class that's gross anatomy that you take as a freshman in dental or or medical school, and I did both. Gross anatomy. Gross just means the whole thing. So you get a cadaver on a table, and you're and you're cutting open the entire um, cadaver, and you're studying, you know, the different major areas and organ groups, so you're identifying, now, wait, you know. Wait, wait, that hmm? might stop a lot of people right there. I mean, cadavers aren't for everybody. True? Cadavers are not for everybody, and I have to admit. I don't know if I could do a cadaver. Well, you never, you know, look, you never know. In dental school, there were 146 of us, yeah. and I'll never forget uh, my roommate was, 
in my lab group, and um, it was the the evening after our first lab go with our cadavers, mm -hmm. and you know, and that went on for the entire semester. And he and I went to the 23rd Street Diner in Manhattan to eat. And I wasn't thinking, but, you know, my clothing still, my clothing and my hair still stunk like formaldehyde. And um, and I ordered what came naturally. I says, I'll have the chicken parmesan. And when it came out, oh. and I cut into it, and I saw the striations of the, of the, the chicken meat, the muscle, sure, sure. I took a whiff. And all I smelled was formaldehyde, and I was like, Ooh. and I can't remember what my roommate had, and I said, what's the matter? He goes, oh, he goes, I, I, I'm not sure that I can eat this. And I said, you know what? I think I'll take it home, and maybe I'll be ready to eat it tomorrow. You know, yeah, I, I couldn't eat it. But otherwise, I did great with it, you know. And uh, sure. I was fascinated by, I think there were 35 cadavers in that room. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So I, how, you know, I wrote a story about my cadaver in dental school. Really? Yeah, it's it's a, um, yeah, it's a fascinating story. And well, everybody should read it, yeah. Okay. Well, what did it, what did it, I mean, tell me about your cadaver in dental school. Um, I think I think we did this on another episode. I think so. Too. Yeah, you had a vision and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I, just I tried to get Gene on the I, phone. I treated. <laughs> didn't answer. I was going to put him on speaker. I think he. Yeah, he's just. That's yeah. a good idea, Phil. Try try again. Yeah, try, try again. again right. Because we're going to hear right from the yeah. horse's mouth. And put him on. And put and him on. Him put him on. You, you have put that on speaker, right? Put him on speaker. And I'm gonna. I want him to thank you in front of everybody. The millions and millions of. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, no, come on. Right, but. Anyway. Yeah, I. Um, cadaver, like a cadaver for me, uh, that would have been. Nah, I can't. You know, I can't do that. You know, I'm just not built that way. Yeah, but you don't know. None of us really oh, knew wait, it. Wait, here he is. Gene. Gene. Yeah, here he is. Gene, you're on a speaker, and we're doing a live podcast right now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, right, it's, be, it's being recorded, Gene. Yeah, we're recording it, so and we don't edit, so be careful what you say. Happy Fourth of July weekend, Gene. Happy Fourth. Now, Gene, yeah. we're talking about, number one, how you have your communion money. <laughs> is that true? His <laughs> confirmation money. John was just telling the people out there how you owe him for uh, <laughs> not for your career. Is that true or not? I, I didn't get any money. Oh, no. yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, what? I, I remember communion. Okay. Actually, do I? I remember confirmation. John, uh, Gene, what about about going to med school? Now, you had a career before you went to med school, correct? I did. And and account, accounting, which account I wasn't happy with. You you worked in a basement with no windows, correct? Well, well, well yes. Uh, so Gene, when the interviewer leads you and says, you know, just yes or no, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. And how long were you there? I was there for about two years, and then okay. I switched accounting jobs. All right. Um, another hospital. Okay. And I was, I was there, I think, like another year and a half or two years. Okay. 
Now, John John says because of him, he convinced you to go to med school. True or false? Listen, Gene, here's what happened. You bitched and pissed and moaned about all of the arrogant doctors and all the bullshit you guys were eating. And I said, hey, Gene, literally, I says, what the fuck, Gene? I said, you're smarter than me. I said, I'm going to med school. I said, jump in. The water's fine. And you did. And we both went, remember, all of those days at Montclair State, tension on a string. Yeah, see? All right. So so you do owe John your career. And now, <laughs> and now he's telling the world, because we are being seen in India. Uh, where Australia, Australia, Canada, the UK. Canada, the UK, right. I believe, where? Pakistan or Cambodia, something like that? Cambodia and, and China. And China. Russia. And Russia. And Russia. So the whole world is hearing your story. We didn't mention your last name. So, and now you <laughs> owe him your uh, your wife. You introduced him to your wife. Is that true? That's true, too. What? <laughs> Gene, how, how could you not name one of your kids named John? <laughs> how do you not name one of your kids the John? This man right here, I mean, he set you up for life. <laughs> he really wants to kill me. <laughs> Just kidding. One's a boy. Okay. Just you kidding. Out, you punked out with that. Okay, I never knew it was true, and I didn't know she was a Cedar Grove girl either. Yeah. Hey, oh, Gene. Wow. Hey, Gene. Gene. Yeah. F Phil. Phil. You know, was a, there was we, we had a certain juncture before we before Phil contacted you, and he says, "Well, so Gene became a pathologist." He says, "What exactly is a pathologist?" And I started to talk, and then he called you. Can you tell the the viewership exactly what is a pathologist? Um, but pretty much what a pathologist does nowadays, um, there's certainly all different specialties in pathology from the laboratory to the anatomic side. Um, but my, for general practice, we oversaw the laboratory where all the blood tests are run, uh, including the blood bank and the anatomic portion. Uh, we examine all the tissue biopsies. Um, anything that comes off of you or out of you goes to pathology, and we have a process of processing the specimen and then looking at it under a microscope and determining, trying to determine what it is, benign, malignant, or somewhere in between. Well, I have a question, Gene. Yeah. Uh, what is the accepted um, incidence of the average pathology report being inaccurate? Mm. Questioning you. <laughs> mm. uh, across the world. Across the world. I don't mean with you. Yeah. I know you were never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very close. That's a, almost, that's, a, that's actually a very close statement. Um, you know, if we're unsure, we sometimes will send it to a so-called specialist in the field, whether it be, you know, breast or GI or soft tissue. So you send it out. You outsource it. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we'll let the expert um, sort of determine what it is. We'll, you know, we'll give our differential of what we think it is. Right. And then let them determine um you know, obviously get the, get the expert opinion yeah. uh, in, in that particular field. So we, we used to do that whenever we took 
out or biopsied what appeared to be a Wilms tumor, even though they kind of knew, because that generally isn't a real tricky issue. But you know what? I think they all went to, to Wilms out in, where were they, in Wisconsin or something? Um, you remember? Well, maybe you guys didn't deal with that, but we that's because I was a pediatric surgeon. We, I, I lived yeah. in that world. He's trying to one-up you, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to one-up you. Uh, well, in residency, we, you know, we process all the, the you know, pediatric tumors um, in residency, but in general practice, we, we didn't have a pediatric surgeon on board, um, so we really didn't see that. But, um, you know, there, there are... Again, there, there's so-called experts um, in that, and I think I think there were a couple institutions, maybe in Detroit, um, you know, that we would sometimes right you know, send those send those to. Gene, so. will you say right here now that accounting accounting is a shit profession? <laughs> no, I would. <laughs> Will you say yes or no that you owe most of your good fortune to John Gerard Gallucci? I'll tell you who I owe it to. Talk to me. Mr. and Mrs. Ferrara. His wife. He's being a politician now, his wife. Your lovely bride? No, I'll tell you what happened. You want to really know the story? Well, yeah. So, in accounting, you know, graduated with an accounting degree. I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, it was su supposedly a good major. Um, I got into field. I got into it was basically hospital-based accounting. Didn't didn't really like it. Um, I, I really wasn't on a CPA type track. Um, and after, to, to be honest, after seeing you sort of go from your transition to dental school to medical school and I saw people like Phil D'Angelo oh, um, stay out of jail <laughs> at the time at the time you know you had your own business to me it appeared that it was going very well um, and I saw all these people I saw Tommy Tommy was in a good financial position well um, well well <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Right, at one point, right. I, just, I just saw everybody sort of advancing mm, um, wow. career-wise, and I felt I was, like, severely stagnated. Wow. Uh, and I had, to, I had to make a change and do something, mm. and the way it worked out um, was that there was a change in power um, in the accounting world uh, where I was at, and... With that change of power, it really wasn't favoring our department, mm. and I figured this is the time to do something. So politics, politics uh, created uh, a need. It created it created a fear. Oh, wow! There you go. Fears more. Well, Gene, in the in the podcast, we were um, expounding what's that word your virtues what's that word John extolling extolling your virtues uh, how great it was to have one career graduate college most people would have just stood there but no you've decided thanks to John 
<laughs> to, uh, to go in a different direction, and we were tipping our hat to you, like how gutsy uh, that, a thing that is to do. And we, Gene, we also talked about um, your dad. That your okay. dad was a your dad was a prize fighter, and. A smart son of a gun. Remember that time we didn't know which end was up with a physics problem? And I said, hey, Gene, get your dad here. This is optics. And you says, oh, yeah, yeah. And your father came, you know, came he, he, came, he came sliding through the dining room and we were there. And he says, oh, what's, what's the problem here? What's the problem with this? And it, he just completely unraveled the issue and settled it. And then I read, I'll never, I was, I was gobsmacked. I didn't know that. You know, your dad, who was an optometrist, I didn't know that he'd still remember this shit. He just turned, he turned as he was walking away. He turned and shook his head and laughed at me like, mm. like, you know, you fools. Of course I know this stuff. Wow. Well, <laughs> that really bothers him to this day. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. He's kidding, Gene. Kidding. I remember that. It was, it was with the optics, obviously. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. yes. All right, Gene. Well, listen, we're going to go. Hope all is well. We both miss you up here in Jersey. Yep, we do. We love you, Gene, and have a great 4th of July. What do you got cooking for 4th yeah, of July? Anything? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure yet. i got to talk to my brother, see what, if he wants to do something. But um, Your wife, also your wife, what she wants to do. We might, we might grill some sausage. Actually, there's a the place down here that... That's pretty decent sausage. So. Oh, right. Italian. Uh, so, hey, hey, Gene, Gene, listen. Phil and I are gonna, Phil and I are gonna come and visit you. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Send the send the tickets to us. We'll go. <laughs> Get rid of the communion money. Let's open the vault. And let's go. The communion money. <laughs> Gene, we love you. Good All right, Gene. Soon, pal. Hey, hey, Phil. Yes. Don't embarrass me. I, I've told you this. Uh-oh. And, and Johnny will definitely appreciate it. But, and, and I've mentioned this to you recently. But being, being, the, you're being my lifting partner for a uh, while. Yeah. Well, I learned from this guy. Go ahead. So uh, the, the, the best one was when you were doing incline benches. Yeah. And somebody else was spotting you. It wasn't me. Yeah. You know, I lost a, a very good friend I used to train with because he did the same thing, and we had a blowout in the gym, and I haven't talked to him since. <laughs> Thanks for bringing up my, uh, you know, my lack of uh, civility in the gym, if you will. It was a distraction. It was a distraction. Right. That's right. But you weren't there when I needed you. I had to go to somewhere else. I mean, that's a whole other discussion. Maybe he was in a bathroom. I, I don't know. He's probably planning his trip to Florida. Hey, Gene, listen. We're going to send you... After this goes up on YouTube, we'll we'll, we'll send you we'll send you the mug for the Jersey Alchemist and the link. You can you can listen to yourself and watch the podcast. But for God's sakes, I know you since I'm three and a half years old. You gotta go on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share. Yeah, 
Come on, Jim, get your friends. Tell your wife, your kids, your brother. It was very, it was very confusing at first because I did do that and I saw like episode 165. Yeah. And I'm like, holy cow! I, I didn't realize they have a. Oh, 165 episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're on air, Gene. You're on air. But, uh, no secrets, Gene, all right? Let's just let it go. And then Phil says we started at 100. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All the best podcasters do that. <laughs> all right, pal. We'll talk to you. All right, Gene. Love you. Goodbye, right, pal. See you soon. The doors are open down here. Yeah, okay. Send the tickets. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So it is, it is funny. Now, talk about friendship, not only between you and I, John. Obviously, you've known Gene longer than, than me, but now we haven't spoken to Gene in how long? You get a guy on the phone who's yeah. a true friend, and you're joking about, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. And you're just, you know, teasing him, busting his chops. He yep. gives it back. And are, uh, that's what life's all about. And, and you, it, you talk about a being, forever relationship endures. Yeah. And then you talk about what are the fortunes in life or what is the success in life. Success is to have friends like you, Gene, and only a couple others in my life that yeah. have been around through not only the good times when everything's going well, but the bad times. Oh, yeah. So uh, I truly feel blessed to have uh, friends yep. like that. And I know yeah. everybody out there that feel the same. You know, it's it's interesting. Wow, that was I, great to I, from I met you, and we've said this on the podcast, but this is, of course, yeah. it's purposeful to say it again. I met Phil. The first day of freshman year of high school, while the teacher was calling the roll call in homeroom, mm. and she says, Philip D'Angelo, and and this guy who I never set eyes on before, I knew he had to be there somewhere, was sitting right next to me. Yeah, and and here's the important part. He and his family moved into the house right next door. So not only was my was my next door neighbor now Phil D'Angelo, he was my next door neighbor, but he was sitting right next to me in homeroom. The day that my family met Gene Ferraro, we looked like the Beverly Hillbillies with a station wagon with the fake wood on the sides. Mm. All the way back That's in like right. 1963, we moved from Bloomfield, New Jersey, to Cedar Grove. It was still Essex County. And it really, by the crow flew, I think it was five or six miles tops. So we pulled down the street, which was Croy Court in Cedar Grove, New Jersey. It was a cul-de-sac with a little downgrade. And my father, and we were just amazed. We were, we were gazing upon the house that we were going to live in. Mm. And it had a front lawn. Wow. And there were neighbors and there was a cul-de-sac that we could, you know, ride our tricycles in. And there was this guy sitting on the curb next to the fire hydrant in front of our house, and it was Gene. Mm -hmm. And I was like three and a half years old, maybe four, and my we unloaded the car, and he helped us. We were complete strangers. And he's like, he goes, oh, he goes, he goes, you guys are moving in, you know? Yeah. And the Gene's four years, about four years older than me, so I guess Gene was like about six and a half or seven or whatever. And my brother was Gene's contemporary. My, bro my brother was four years older than me, and my sister was, was two years younger than me. My mother immediately put up a little portable black and white TV in the garage, and she opened some folding chairs, and she had a Sara Lee chocolate cake in a little, you know, uh, tin. Sure, sure. 
and she cut it into into little rectangles, and we had paper dishes, wow. and me and my brother and my sister, who my mother had to stay with because she was really tiny, and Jean, we sat there watching the old black and white TV. I think it was a, an episode of Combat, oh, wow. and we ate chocolate cake together. Yeah. And poor Pops and, was doing the heavy lugging. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course but right. But the point is, when I met Jean, it's because I moved to Croy Court. Yeah. And now he was only like two houses away. When I met Phil, he moved right next door to me. Yeah. So we're really, really, we go all the way back to our, geez, almost our embryonic origins. Wow. Yeah. Long time. Good man, Gene. Good. good Absolutely. Man. Good friend. I mean, listen, me and Gene are kind of opposites. Like, he's got a lot of common sense. I have no common sense. <laughs> you know, I was always, you know, Pushing the limits, and Gene was like, "No, nah, you shouldn't be doing well, that." Gene is a, has always been a very metered individual, oh, absolutely. right? Metered. Yeah, he kept me in check a lot of times, a lot of times, you know. And uh, I do miss him. I wish he was closer. That's for sure. Gene and I were driving to the gym. We were going to Verona to, you know, where on Bluefield Ave, and we were we had our gym bags and all that crap, and our weight belts around our our waist, and some whack off who was not naturalized yet don't want to use that bad i word illegal he was in a beat-up old pickup truck working for somebody and he was i was on the right hand lane of route 23 going south toward bloomfield ave in verona and all of a sudden gene goes hey this guy's this guy's turning into you and this guy was swaying and cutting me off turning into me as if i didn't exist and, you know, there were telephone poles and whatnot all along the curb. And so I, I hit my horn. And that completely threw this maniac over the edge. And he, he hit the gas pedal and went flying in front of us, pulled into our lane, and then slammed on the brakes. And we went flying into the back of his pickup truck, dented the front of my car, dented his pickup truck. His pickup truck was an old piece of shit. We got out. He gets out. He's about five foot five and, and acted like the Tasmanian devil. Mm. He grabbed the two by four from the back of his truck, from the from the uh, the bed in the pickup yeah. truck. And I will still I'm still amazed that this is possible. This little son of a bitch grabbed that two by four. It was like, I don't know, it was six or eight foot two by four, and he smashed it over the back of his truck as if he had done this before and it broke it broke in half and what he was left with in his hand was about a two and a half or three foot wow. sharp sword and then he proceeded to chase us like <laughs> like fucking idiots um. around around his truck in my car and traffic stops and now I'm looking at people because this is way before cell phones and yeah, I'm yeah. and I'm making the you know the it's you know the, the phone thing saying call the police call the police this guy's a fucking nut anyway did the police ever show up no no he, he finally got into his truck and, and he and he went off and I had to the next time I faced that guy by the way he kind of looked like a cross between Charles Manson and the Tasmanian fucking devil. He had hair down to his ass. He had a Fu Manchu beard, crazed look. I think he was all coked out. The next time I saw him in court over this issue, he was clean shaven. 
He wow. had a crew cut. He had a jacket and tie on, all that mm. bullshit. And it cost me, back then, thousands of dollars just to get that little fucker out of my life. Wow. And who bore the expenses of fixing my car? What do you think? Me. Aye, aye, aye. Wow. What a memory. I'm sorry we called Gene. When Gene watches this, he's going to go, yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> John, uh, if you had to alchemize this episode, how would you alchemize it? Um, a fun episode. Fun episode. Um, I would say, of course, I like to say thank God a lot. Mm -hmm. Thank God for the people that are in your life, that are in your life for the long haul, Amen. through thick and thin whether it be that you meet them for the first time when you're three and a half years old, or they move next door to you and they're in your homeroom class sitting right next to you first day of freshman year of high school. And it doesn't really matter what happens in between. There were rocky roads between us and then me and Gene and whatnot. Um, there were, but that's what life does. But true friendships, they endure the test of time and tribulation. And I want to say, um, God bless the people that are what I would call, they're part of our soul family. They're, you, you guys, to me, fuck, as far as I'm concerned, everybody else is dead, right? But here we are. God bless you, Phil. God bless Gene. You know, and... Um, I thank, I thank the living God that in this crazy-ass fucked-up world where everything is turned upside down and right is wrong and wrong is right and, and, uh, and hot is cold and cold is hot and sure. white is black and black is white and, and, and we're surrounded encased in chaos there is a core, a nucleus of souls that have come down with you, they don't have to be your blood relatives. It doesn't have to be your brother or your sister or your cousin or your or your spouse. Uh, honestly, I was closer to you and Gene than I was to my own brother. I look. I shared a nine by twelve bedroom with my brother, so I loved him dearly. And of course, he's passed now. It's been three and a half years or something like that. But but uh, God bless. The people that are that are in your life for the long haul, please take the time in this crazy ass world to regard those people. And you know what? Pick up the phone, mm. call what I would refer to them as your brothers and sisters. Now it may be your biological brother and sister, right? But it doesn't have to be. It could be the the close friends that endure the test of time. And maybe they live in Florida, or maybe they live in Texas, or maybe they live in the Ukraine. It doesn't matter. Call them up, pick up the phone, and don't worry that you don't feel like having a one and a half or two or three hour conversation. Pick up the goddamn phone, reconnect. You won't be sorry. It's a blessing. Go there, my friends. And that's Amen. all I really have to uh, say. Well said as usual, John. Thank you for this episode. Yep. Uh, Sorry, Bones. Much appreciated. Uh, people, if you like what we're doing, press like, follow. 
and subscribe. Subscribe. subscribe for God's sakes because everything we're doing here is to alchemize the dark to the light yes. lead to gold fear to love mm -hmm. you'll have to put up with my foul mouth I don't give a fuck if you don't like it oh. and share I love you all see you soon on the Jersey Alchemist Peace.